Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. Um, but it is hosted by Edgar Montplazier, Jackie Sneal, and Carl Tart. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcasts are like mosh pit. If you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. Talk sports to politics to back and forth. They plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Bling, bling, really big ring. Basky out with the clowny thing. But the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. It's your boys. It's the Culture Kings. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Jacquees Neal. I am Edgar Mopazier. Greetings and salutations. I'm Carl Tart, sitting in front of a box of Altoids, and boy, is my breath fresh. Have you eaten some of those Altoids? Not yet. <laughs> so just because I'm sitting in front of some Altoids, they are fresh. Uh, on my way here, I was eating candy. What uh, what candy were you eating? The Airheads bites. Ooh, those are good. Those are fire. They're underrated candy. Uh, I think Airheads overall are it. underrated. I did an Airheads commercial. And so you hate them now? I didn't they like them then. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like them then. You wanted the lifetime supplies? So now you're mad. They gave me three big-ass boxes That's right. Airheads. That's fucking dope. I gave dope. them all away. I mean, that's cool, too. You don't yeah. want to ruin your teeth, but also at the same time, <laughs> you I think I want to ruin my teeth. So you, you'd rather, what candy do you like? Butterfingers. Oh. That's what we could talk about. We could talk about top five candies. That's such a weird candy. I mean, what? I'm, that's oh, not I'm weird allergic candy. to chocolate. I'm candy. allergic to chocolate. I'm also allergic to chocolate. So, uh, but I used to be. I'm not allergic anymore. Butterfingers is it's so hard. the most classic candy you could possibly have. And Snickers. Oh, I was like, yeah, keep naming more classic Kit Kats, and Hershey's. Kit Kats and Hershey's. If anything, <laughs> Butterfingers is, is not the most candy. classic candy. It's, it's not even there. close. It's up there. Butterfinger is a classic candy, I would it's say. It's a classic candy. But is it the most classic? I mean, Maybe not. I mean, who's to judge? Yeah. Look, guys. Hershey's literally the most classic candy. <laughs> We're to judge. This is, this is already becoming unnecessarily <laughs> fighty. It's unnecessary. Making these bold statements, hot takes. Hot takes. Living a hot take generation. And I think hot takes should be cooled down. No, man, they should be uh, warmed up. Just the takes? Lil Wayne said, I'll cool your ass down if you think you're hot shit. Now, I agree with that lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> guys, we are fucking here. How does it feel, guys? Uh, for anybody who's listening who used to listen to Against the Grain... We back. Shout out Stephen Perlstein and the Ball shout Audio. Out, shout out, shout out to them. Uh, but we moved on, nigga. We we moving on up. Not in a bad way. Yeah, no, not in a bad way. We moving on up. Uh, let's get some shout outs, man. Let's get some shout outs to our engineer. What's up, Cody Ziegler? As well as the man with the plan, the big wig, Cody Zig. What's good, y'all? Oh, man. How you doing back there, brother? Happy uh, New Year, Cody. How was your New Year's? It was great. I spent uh, three weeks in North Carolina, and it was amazing. We got Sophie in the room. What's up, Sophie? What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm great. How are you? That's Sophie's engineer voice, y'all. She means business. <laughs> she don't mean games. She ain't here for games. That's factual. Uh, how was your New Year's, guys? Boring. What'd uh, you do? It was all right. What'd you do? I went to uh, Little Joy and uh, the Shortstop. So, what, what were they doing at those places? Those are for the people who listen to this show, not in Los Angeles. Those are two bars. Uh, on East Sunset that have both been gentrified. Uh, what? Uh, uh, I would argue that Little Joy, not so much. I would argue that Little Joy is still very, very much a Hispanic bar, judged by not only the people there, but 
very much the music that they were playing the entire time. They were not really into the New Year vibe. Maybe that night. Maybe I would say, I would argue, I don't know why, I don't want to argue about anything, but maybe... Carl, you seem very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> that night, like, his you, shoulders are into his moving. neck. Everything we do is not okay with you right now. Yeah. not okay. I don't like to, I don't argue. But I will say, maybe because people wasn't in town. And so, like, the locals maybe. come back. But maybe. that area in particular, you wouldn't go to that area 10 years ago. You wouldn't, like, oh, 15 absolutely. years ago, you wouldn't even go to that. Like, people who frequent that area now, especially Shortstop. You mean Shortstop people who frequent that area yeah. now? You wouldn't, they wouldn't like, go this there. shit is too scary for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you hear what happened in the Gold Room? It's being that, turned into a cocktail lounge. Oh, I went up in there. It's totally different than what yeah. it used to be. It used, it used to be, be peanut the shells shadiest all the place. Yeah. Like. I remember one time I went to the, uh, <laughs> oh, fun story for the podcast. So I went up into the uh, Gold Room, and I was with some homies, and I was with, one of my white friends, shout out Jacob, and uh, this uh, Latin, Latino dude comes in, and he's got on a fucking zoot suit. Like, it's like, <laughs> he is zooted. Like, you could tell he's like a gangster. You don't oh, yeah. mess with him. Absolutely and He's not. with his lady. And, she fine? Uh, she was all right. And, uh, and Jacob looks at his suit, and like a normal like white dude from Colorado, like, he just goes... Oh man, that suit's fucking cool like that. <laughs> and of course the dude goes, Hey, you making fun of me, dog? You making fun of me? Like just oh, mad. Fuck. And so I have to step up to the dude and I'm like, yo, 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 man, he's he's not from here. Like, he's cool. He was he was saying your suit looks cool, man. Like, nah, 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 I don't feel like he said that. I feel like he disrespected me and my lady. And I'm like, nah, man, no disrespect. No disrespect. How about this? Like, and Jacob's standing there, I'm like, Jacob, stand back. He's like, no, nah, man, I want to apologize. Don't apologize. Jacob, stand back. Because yeah. he's not clearly not trying to take your apology. And uh so I'm like, yo, man, how about we do some shots? Let's all get around tequila. And he's like, he thinks about it and goes, all right, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. We could do that. And then uh, we take the shots, and he goes, yo, man, I don't, I don't think I'm satisfied. I think I want another one. I think I want another one. And I say, no, nah, you satisfied, bro. I'm from here. I'm not, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a tourist in this yeah, area. I'm not yeah. Yeah. punked. Yeah, you, you satisfied, bro. That was good. Sorry I think if, I wanna, uh, if you think you got disrespected, you didn't. You I know? think I'm on a steak, man. I'm yeah. not satisfied, nigga. No. We don't serve steaks here at the Goldberg. We don't serve steaks. You can have some peanuts. Or some tacos. Uh, I want some top shelf uh, baseball park peanuts. Well, that story actually reminds me of the first thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, th that kind of, like, clash is something that I kind of ran into a lot in uh growing up in South Texas I went to high school there and uh I specifically remember this story where one time my cousin we were playing basketball at the park and he liked to euro step mm -hmm. but uh one of the euro steps that he would do involved his knee extending pretty far out which yeah. is it's a, it's a dirty move it's annoying and uh he need this dude in the balls one time and this dude was uh Mexican and he was just like, hey, man, what the fuck? Like, you hit me pretty hard. And then my cousin's like, hey, my fault, nigga. I didn't mean to. And the dude lost his shit. He said, yo, what the fuck? You call me a fucking nigga? What the fuck? And he started to get really mad at him mm -hmm. as if my cousin meant to insult him. But my cousin was from, like, you know, uh, Georgia, like Lancaster, Georgia. He was just talking how he talks. Mm -hmm. Didn't mean anything by it. And it almost started this big fight. And I was reminded of that because that happened in the NBA this week where Jordan Bell and uh, I don't remember his name. How do you say his name? Jaquise, the oh, man, center I just from the looked it up. I don't Dallas Mavericks. Oh, uh, when you looked it up, you said like you knew. Like, Sal, yeah, I know yeah. his stats. 16.9 points a game. <laughs> oh, my, my, my boy Sal Harma here. 
Yeah, that dude. Ooh, that's uh, probably not how you say it at all. If we mispronouncing your name, brother, don't come at us. Uh, he got angry. into a big fight with Jordan Bell. I think Jordan Bell probably said something to him like, yo, don't touch me, nigga. And then, mm-hmm. like, he was saying to reporters that he felt offended by that, that Jordan Bell would call him the N-word. And I was wondering, do you guys think it's weird when other people get offended by us using the N-word colloquially? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's weird. But I, I had a big discussion on the same line last night about words that are words that are ours and words that are not. So last night I was talking to a friend who's a comedian. He was talking about the Dave Chappelle specials. And he was saying he didn't like how much Dave Chappelle said bitch. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, He was like, yeah, I just think it's just old, man. I think, I don't, and, I, and then he went on to say that he didn't like how rappers said bitch so much. And at first, it, my knee-jerk reaction was like, all right, hold on. Don't, don't talk about rap. Like, because, you know, we have to defend it. Something like. Yeah. But it's then, our institution as, to defend. Yeah. But as he went on, he was like, that's women's word. He was like, they've taken it back. It's theirs to say. And I was like, all right, so, I mean, that's the same way. He's like, what about the N-word? Peter asked, said that he was like, that's the same argument people use about the N-word. Like, if I can't say it, nobody else can. He's like, no, I'm not saying you can't say it. I'm saying you can say it all day as the day, as far as day is long because it's your word. It's black people's word. But nobody else can say it. And he was making that same argument for bitch. Like, only women can say it. He said, I like when women say bitch. I like when women say yes, bitch, and a bitch is hungry and all this type of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess... I guess he's right. Like that's a that is a fascinating argument. Yeah, that's a fascinating argument that I see his point, but I don't think they are linear at all. You know? No. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, but I think that his argument I was. I mean, he goes to Twitter trolls. Right, right. right. Because not. like people use bitch for <laughs> people use bitch not and not in the I'm talking about a woman way. Mm-hmm. Whereas, especially in black many, culture, yeah. especially in black culture, whereas not many people is like say a nigga for like yeah. You know, but this is what he said though that does make it a little bit more linear. He said that when every time we use that word we're using it in a negative way and because the connotation of it has for however past hundreds of years or whatever how long people been using it it's been a word that's been used to demean women so like at, at its at its core so he was saying like when Dave Chappelle in the special says it he uh is saying ah this bitch ah this, this bitch like and it's like yeah, he's using it to describe women. Uh, right. But I, uh, when he said it, he was like, he was like, so when we say like bitch ass, like for example, a term that bitch we use nigga. a lot, bitch ass nigga, like mm-hmm. it, it, that's oh when we call it, when white guys say you fucking pussy like that, it is saying like you are close to a woman, and women mm-hmm. are weak and mm-hmm. women are trash. Like so, I was like, okay, I guess I kind of get that. That yeah, I get it. I get like, it. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should stop saying bitch. That's what we learned. But uh, I no, to I to go to to that. Like yeah. If I guess I'll put it to I guess I'll put it like this. If a woman came to me and said, "Stop using bitch," then I would be like, "Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah." Yeah. But a man telling you mm-hmm. we shouldn't say right. bitch yeah. because that's women's word is the same thing as a white man coming yeah. to me saying shouldn't you say shouldn't say nigger because yeah. it's the black man's word like so to me which he did say that as well he's also a white guy but also well, well I mean, 
interesting thing where I found myself losing this discussion was when I said, I mean, I, I would never call a woman a bitch to her face. I just said it like, it was like, oh, wait, no, that's still that's, been yeah, one that of the problems. exactly still. like the white man's yeah. argument for the yeah. word. I, I never well, say I never it in my car. Yeah, I just say it when I'm rapping music. It was like, <laughs> we don't want them to do that. So we have to like, so yeah. how do you feel about the word bitch? I like to use it and I don't care who uses it as long as you're not using it towards somebody Violently. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it, uh, I got the, a can of Al toys right here full of little white <laughs> peppermint <laughs> bitches. <laughs> this uh, this conversation kind of reminds me of like that uh, Jay Z lyric in uh, 99 Problems in verse 3 when he's saying, like, he's talking about he's calling a nigga a hoe, but he's like, not talking about a hoe in the sense of someone who has a pussy, but a nigga with no goddamn sense. And it's like, I do think that in hip hop, it has elevated to more of an insult, not necessarily tied to gender. Yeah. It's more necessarily to, like someone that we feel is. Less than. Well, I was going to say, the word I was about to come to my mouth was inferior, yeah. which I think people makes think a very excellent yeah. point to that guy's point. Yeah. So, let's. I mean, and he he also so like made he was like let's not let's just be mindful of it. Like, let's, yeah, I mean, I mean that's what got LeBron heated, right? It got LeBron heated in. A I mean, they get people heated on the These court all the, all the time. I mean, like, that's what Draymond called. Draymond called him yeah. a bitch, and that's when LeBron like lost it. I was, was you there that one time we was playing ball? My boy Bezai was there, and he called nah, some dude it was, a bitch. It was, I, I've heard that story. Yeah. So many times yeah, now yeah, because yeah. that dude, it was that dude on the phone, right? Yeah. Who like left the game to go talk on the phone real no, quick? No, 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 not that dude. It was, an, it was a black dude, big dude. And Bezai just dropped it like, stop being a bitch. And we had to almost break up a fight. Yeah, that's and happened to me before. And would have got his ass beat. That's so, I mean. Because <laughs> dude was big. It's, it's crazy how like we're just like trained to like, like remember in Back to the Future where he, nobody calls me a chicken. Like, yeah, it's like that type of thing is like you can call me whatever you want to, but don't say that I'm not a man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of what the I guess the patriarchy has kind of trained us to be like half. We have to be strong at all times. We have to be these masculine figures. And so to call us a pussy or a bitch or anything close, like stop crying like a girl. You throw on like a girl. You're doing this like a girl. So then to follow that train of thought, then do you think that what Majiri is saying is. Don't call me a nigger. Like, yeah, I do. Don't you fucking don't, call me a nigger. Don't nigger. equate me. I think about it. Like, man, see, this this show, people, too many people going to be listening to this now. No, I can't <laughs> really, which I'll talk about at the end. But, uh, like, uh, just say what you got to say, I, man. I, 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 there, I mean, there are, tons, there, there are tons of people in this world who don't want to be equated to anything African. Like, I've heard stories about, like, Puerto Rican people being called like Mexican and how that offends them a ton. Or like Dominican people being, oh, you look black. I'm not black. I'm oh, not yeah. black. That's been a, that's a, been a huge issue. Yeah. I mean, it's been an issue at UCV where certain people were like, hey, are you black? And then no, no, certain I, people I, were like, yeah. don't you, no, I'm not fucking, don't you fucking say I'm black. Yeah, I'm not black. I'm half. I'm this. I'm this. It's like, yo, man, embrace who you are. You're a black person. But like, I think it, I think it is when people think something is inferior and they think it's less than, they don't want to be equated to it. So like, men who have issues with uh, masculinity, toxic masculinity and stuff, don't want to be equated to women. Yeah. And like, just like people 
who don't feel like they are of a certain race or creed don't want to be equated to one that they feel is inferior to them. Right, which is which, which is the problem. The problem isn't like don't call me that. The problem is you think that's inferior. Yeah. Uh, the problem is like don't call me a bitch. The problem is I equate being a bitch to being yeah, a, woman. a woman, which I equate to being inferior. Uh, it's not the word; it's the meaning behind the word. Yeah. And it's the it, it's the the. It's what you are, quote unquote, saying when you say that shit. So, like, I think the conversation needs to switch from, like, should we not say the word or not, to we need to change our idea of what we think of women yeah. or what we think of people of color. Like we need to change this idea that women are weak yeah. because they're fucking not. Or we need to change this idea that black people are less than because we're fucking not. And then we can uh, say those words all the time. And then, and then white people, when you finally see us equal, you can say N. Then you can say the N word. I'm down with that. <laughs> but no, don't give <laughs> me that credit. Right. Right. Okay, I think you're equal now. Nigger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's, I, I mean, really love LeBron James, so I can say it now. It's like, no, you're nah, not brother. equal to LeBron James. You're <laughs> quite inferior to LeBron you're James. Quite, <laughs> you're quite. Yeah, we shouldn't be calling LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Slap me if I ever call LeBron James. Uh, speaking of basketball, though, uh, we're midway through the season. For those of you who don't know, I think we need to remember that a lot of people are hearing us for the first time. Uh, we are big basketball fans. We're in the midst of the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about all this shit. Uh, we gave some predictions like what? What was that? Four months ago, beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. I think I said it's going to be Cleveland Warriors again. You said it's going to be Cleveland Warriors again. I thought I said Celtics Warriors. You, Edgar, you said Celtics Warriors. I said Celtics Carl, Warriors. You said Cleveland. Carl also. Are you sure? I'm pretty positive nah, you I said because I, I, I remember saying this a long time ago, and there's no, no way for anybody to check. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I believe I said. I think LeBron's going to lose to the Celtics this year. I don't think he's even going to make the finals, is what I said. Uh, you for said those you who see don't it. know, I'm a big, big, big LeBron fan. Yeah, you are. And, uh, you are. and you get pretty I, offended when people talk about him. Yeah, and uh, I, while I do, I think he's the best, I, I don't think that for some reason. Of he, all time. You I can't. Do, yeah. That's just me. Like, yeah. I'm not telling that's nobody right. they have to, but. Um, just keep, put that me, out there. Uh. I, I don't think this year is, is his year. I don't I don't think I mean maybe with Isaiah Thomas stepping some people think that Isaiah Thomas is gonna be a big factor. I I I couldn't disagree more with anyone who thinks that. I mean you just made a lot of things, huh? Yeah. I can see it. Like with Isaiah Thomas coming back, they have a stronger he's point a guard. 30, a thirty point yeah. he's averaging thirty. Like, that was before this major injury. Right, but yeah. he doesn't need to average thirty and people come back from injury all the fucking time. I it's think not that, like a new thing that somebody has got injured. Sean Livingston. True, very true. Uh, so but Sean he, Livingston's not the starting point guard for the Warriors. Right, but Isaiah Thomas all Isaiah if Isaiah Thomas contributes half what he did as a Boston Celtic, they will get back to the finals. To lose to the Warriors. All right, yeah. let's just look at the facts. Let's just look at the facts. Their 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 uh, uh, bench right now. Their entire roster is is better. I think is than last year. Not when you consider injuries, and I, that's all I'm asking for is for people to consider injuries. I, I, like this team is. Kevin Love just went down, and do great. we have an update on when he's coming back? Great, 
Kevin Durant went down last year. Steph Curry went down this year. Like they those are different people <laughs> than Kevin. Durant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But what I'm saying is, we're talking about injuries now. Let's see where LeBron they're at. needs help, and I don't think he's received. He's it always yet. need help. He, I think he hasn't received that help yet. And I think I'm happy for him to go to a team next year where he's going to receive that help. I Which is what the Lakers? Uh, no. no, it's going to be the Rockets. Uh, I Rockets. believe he will go to the if he leaves. I hope he goes to the Philadelphia 76. I hope he stays as well. And I hope that Dan Gilbert gets his head out of his ass and finally gives him a player that he can work with. Give him his Scottie Pippen. Give him his. Do you hear who they're trying to trade for now? Who? DeAndre Jordan. They're offering up Tristan Thompson. They're offering up Tristan Thompson, Channing Frye, and that Nets pick for DeAndre Jordan. I'll, I'll take that. I mean, Channing, he, I like Channing as a person, but come on. He's, he's not, not really doing anything Tristan ain't doing nothing either. Tristan had that one good year. Here's my here's my thing about the give him a Scottie Pippen. Like, come on, man. Like, let's like let's not all right, Kyrie ain't Scottie, fine. But what was Scottie Pippen? He, he was, was great the second <laughs> Yes, and Kyrie is great. And Scottie Pippen was the second option that could actually lead a team by himself. You can't say Kyrie is and was not that for him. You can't say Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh was, was but not Kyrie that. wasn't healthy when LeBron needed him the most. Yeah, and I also think I, I, I think that Kyrie is proving to I, I did not believe before this season that he could lead a team to as as far as he's led the Celtics this year. Um, I do think they have a great young core that's really meshing well together. Yeah, but um, I I I I don't think that any like I think the team that has their real Scotties and stuff is the Warriors. They got they, they complement each other so well. They got any three one of them Scotties. can go down, they'll still win. They're still gonna win. So you're like, talking about complementary players to so give him complementary players, I mean, not so, just so give so him like, superstars because he's had a complementary superstar. Like and, and yeah, he didn't. And I, the, what, what he had that? it in Miami, and they won two championships. Absolutely. As a Knicks fan, I can say that just putting superstars on a team or even all stars on a team doesn't work. Like yeah, they need to complement their style of play. <laughs> look at Oklahoma City right now. Yeah. Like they got like three people who are going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's right. LeBron James is the greatest player in the world. I don't believe that he's had okay. the greatest help in the world. So I don't who, believe that to be what true. What does LeBron James need? If what type of complimentary player does he need? point guard. Kyrie Irving is not a point guard. I think if LeBron has stats. Kyrie Irving is not a point what is, guard. What is, what, is, what is he? He's a two. He's like an Allen Iverson where he could play. He's, he's just he's the not, He's a scorer. He's a combo point he guard. He can't he's lead a combo offense. Guard. He's I a think combo. LeBron, Al Horford's a better point guard than Kyrie Irving. That's not true. He has more assists than Kyrie Irving. He has more assists than Kyrie Irving. You know what, guys? I'm going to tell you. He has more than Kyrie Irving. But you just said LeBron lead the team, though. And, like, I, okay. I'm going to tell y'all what LeBron needs. What does LeBron What's the complimentary player that LeBron needs? I'm going to tell you exactly who that is after the break. We'll be back. We're back. We, I mean, people have been waiting for about two. How long are ads on this on this network? About two minutes worth of ads. Thirty seconds. One minute. One minute worth of ads. People have been waiting for one damn minute. People have been waiting for one minute to hear who I say, LeBron James. Man, they slowed down in traffic. Mm Mm-hmm. Pull over. Everybody pull over your cars. All the dudes, all the dudes who was about ready to go make love to their wives said, wait a minute, baby. I gotta hear who, who is the complimentary player that LeBron James finally needs to say, uh, he had help in his career. That player's name is Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) 
This nigga. Now, this nigga said Jesus H. I mean, Jesus Shuttleworth did help him win a championship. Uh, yeah, technically so. Yeah, that that shot. Oh man, I still remember that shot. Shot heard around the world. That was great. Uh, that, that was, was so shot. great. They had the trophy out. Yeah. They was putting the ropes up. That was so great. Which um, also, like, not to derail, they had the trophy out. They was putting the ropes up. The game was over. They were down by three. The game was over. It was over. I mean, when you got a, when you got it, was, a team, it was an amazing play, bro. You got it was a, an amazing was a, play. Yeah, LeBron shot that three, and then uh, uh, Chris Bosh tapped that shit out. Ray, good Ray, play. Ray. Anyway, um, what I don't you know, saying? man. I think I think LeBron James would do well. With, it was just something that's never going to happen. But I think if LeBron James had a point guard that is a superstar point guard like a Russell Westbrook, I believe LeBron could win with Russell Westbrook. Oh, 100%. I don't think that KD could have done it, but I think that LeBron James, right. the way he plays, can win with Russell Westbrook. They so you mean to tell, tell me, so yeah. you tell me that you think... Actually, I think I already, KD could have done it, actually. I already know what you're going to say, but you are saying that, to you, Kyrie Irving is a two, but Russ ain't? Russ is. He's a combo guard, too. That would be, that would be, silly, of me. Like, that would be silly of me not to address that, but I think the, the, the style and explosiveness that he plays with, yeah, like... D-Wade kind of had that in that first championship. Mm-hmm. And that is why they won. And LeBron couldn't shoot as good back then as he right. does now. And he had a way better supporting cast. Yeah. Uh, I think that that type of player would. And if, if they were to get DeAndre, who whom I love, I'm a Clipper fan. But I don't Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I don't know. But Jesus I, I, Jesus would fit right Jesus. in. Jesus is a straight-up one. All right, you hear that, Jesus? Come on back down. Come on back down and play Come for the Cavs. Jesus. We're going to fucking talk about this more, I'm sure. Uh, NFL playoffs going on right yeah, now? Yeah, before we move on. Uh, I'll, NFL I'll playoffs. excuse myself from this conversation. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Saints won today. Your Saints hometown won today. Team. Who that? Who that? Who that said they're going to beat them Saints? The Carolina Panthers didn't say it. Uh, I'm very excited. Our Super defense. Bowl. Super Bowl predictions. So let's just get there. Well, I mean. Well, who's going to go to the Super Bowl? Just like, I, just like I loathingly say the Warriors will win the uh, championship in the NBA, I believe there's no team that's going to be able to stop the Patriots from getting to the Super Bowl. I think it's different in football, man. I think you can have a bad game in basketball and still usually the better team wins. You can have a bad game in the NFL playoffs and you're out. You're out? And I love so, that about it. I yeah, love that about the playoffs. I love, but... Because there's been many so years... unpredictable. There's been many years the Patriots were the best team in the... And they didn't win. They, and they 18 didn't win. And one. 18 and one. Yeah. That, and you know what's crazy about that? I was watching that game. My freshman year of college, I was watching with my uh, teammates at my teammate's house because he was from the town that we went to school in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were all at his house, and we were watching that, that Super Bowl. And I wanted to see them get the undefeated season because I got tired of seeing the old-ass Miami Dolphins yeah. popping champagne. Pop champagne. Oh, like, good job. Y'all oh, sit your old ass down. Y'all didn't play, <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't so play against nobody. Y'all was all drunk people who had to be at work the next morning. Yeah. Like, y'all yeah. didn't play against nobody. And y'all, do every like, every time, like, uh, somebody's perfect season go down, they all get together and pop champagne. Man, if y'all don't get past that shit in y'all life, man. Like, it's crazy to think that I was ever rooting for the Patriots. But I was rooting that year too. I only because I, I wanted to see the perfect season. And I love Randy Moss, and I would have loved for Randy Moss him. to have gotten a ring. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now I'm grateful that Tom Brady does not have six rings. And what do you think about that? Because Tom Brady, if he wins this year, 
They gonna be saying like he's gonna, he's gonna solidify. I mean, I don't know why nobody ever thinks about Bill Russell and how he won eleven, 11 damn championships. <laughs> like, but he because did like five five white dudes, yeah, five yeah. six five. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Only only competition he had was Wilt Chamberlain. Right? He, he he beat him all all those times. Lakers yeah. never won those years. Lakers only won once. They didn't win against them. Did they win against they the Celtics? Won one. Yeah, they won one. The Jerry West. Fact check this for me. They, which year? I don't think they beat the Celtics ever until the, se- the, until until the 80s. The 80s no, when Jerry the Magic West. Did. Jerry I just, West had I a just watched the doc. Yeah, but it wasn't against the Celtics. It I was think. against the Knicks. But I'm saying they had a championship in that Celtics. Yeah, but era. they never. But he's saying that they never. The Lakers oh, never, never beat, beat the, Celtics. the Celtics. Yeah, probably like not. That I don't know because I remember Jerry Buss saying like, "Let it never be said again." That, that the Lakers, Lakers can't beat, beat the Celtics, Celtics. and yeah. that's after they won in '84. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot what we were I talking about. Tom Brady, Tom, oh, Brady, Tom Brady, potentially getting six? his sixth this year. What, what are you saying that he's the greatest he's quarterback gone. of all time? I think uh, he already is. I you, think you it's think hard, he's the greatest quarterback. Of all time? I think it's hard to not say he is not. I just look at different specs. Yeah, I mean. He's he he has a goddamn. I hate Tom Brady. Yeah, especially after this story with like the whole shit, the Patriots and shit, like cheating coming out, and now we are seeing that Tom Brady is a bitch ass nigga. Yeah, uh, and he didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo there. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would took that spot. He Jimmy Garoppolo was walking up in practice every day throwing footballs at his knee. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm get you. Sorry, Tom. I'm get you. Sorry, TB. I guess it was good. Cold Gillette Stadium wind that had me throw that football at your yeah. knee. Who else? Who's who's better? Who's better than Tom Brady? Um, I would I say this often, but I argue that. Excuse me, I burped. Leave it in. Leave it in. Do not mark it. It stays. Don't look at me, Anna. Super producer Anna Hosnier. You may know her from the Daily Zeitgeist. Oh, the um, DZ. My mom's calling. Ethically ambiguous. Yeah. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers would win five rings if he was in that system. I think. Uh, like you think it's the system more I so than system. Tom Brady. I think Drew Brees would have five rings if he was in that system. Uh, name a lot of white dudes. I think that's, that's uh, all. That's yeah, all I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think because I don't think running back like running quarterbacks would fit. Yeah. I mean, see, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't. He, Tom Brady is my favorite quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just think it's hard to not make the argument. Uh, yeah, I, guess, I guess you have to. Yeah, uh, like you, you kind of have to. Yeah. Like to me, um, people make shit on me for this. Especially, I'm sorry, all my Bears fans. Sorry, I still think Brett Favre is probably Brett, my top. I didn't even say Brett Favre, hometown hero. My yeah. dad picked him off in high school. That was pretty Did tasty. You? Oh, he shit. told me about it all the time. That's it. That's uh, that's his Miami that's, Dolphins yeah, story. That's my, yeah. <laughs> my, you know, I picked him off. <laughs> ran, it, ran it back seventy three yards. <laughs> my dad was fast as fuck. Uh, but um, that's dope. Yeah, he talks about it all the time. Uh, but yeah, they they were in high school, graduated the same year. That's dope. That's super dope. In Mississippi, Southern Mississippi, you picked them up. Um, yeah, I guess you kind of got to talk about it. I know the trolls, as soon as they hear this, which we're going to address later, mm-hmm. uh, don't take this as fucking the law. This is not the law. This is entertainment, you motherfuckers. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Super Producer Sophie just looked it up. The Lakers did win against the New York Knicks. Carl was correct about that. They did 1972? not beat two. 72, yeah. Cool. Will Chamberlain had his uh had his headband. I just watched when the garden was eaten. That was a good thirty for thirty. Did you watch that one yet? I love that, that one. Was a good one. The only thing I don't like about it is just the footage is like not like the footage that they have for the games is super trash. Yeah, it's trash. 
their stories and stuff are super cool. What are the trolls going to say? I hate Tom Brady. I, I hate Tom Brady because he represents white purity. I'll he say does. <laughs> I'll I hate Tom Brady because he wants to make America great again. Yeah, he's uh, a fucking racist. Yeah, fuck that so fuck Tom Brady. Oh, that's gonna get him. That's gonna Ooh. get the trolls. You can't call nobody racist. Ooh. Here's my number. <laughs> Tom Brady be up there supporting. You know, not, uh, <laughs> Sophie, what are you shaking your head at? Tom Brady's trash. Oh, oh Sophie. shit. Sophie, Sophie everybody direct your troll comments to Sophie. <laughs> hey, come at Sophie. Her Twitter uh, is at fuck yourself. <laughs> Does somebody have that Twitter? Somebody sure should have that have Twitter. To. At fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> speaking of trash, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about some shit that uh, we got in a discussion about together. Uh, Dave Chappelle. New I kind of stayed out of it. You did stay out of it. Uh, Dave Chappelle, New Year's Eve, he dropped two specials, Netflix mm-hmm. specials. One was a comedy. The second one had some jokes, but it was mostly him dropping his version of knowledge. Uh, Carl, you've seen it. Me and you've seen it. Edgar, you've seen bits and pieces. You haven't seen it. You just know. I you just know, know about that one mm-hmm. joke, and I only have an opinion about that one joke. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, well, what's the one joke you know? And is it from the first two that he put out a couple months ago? No, or is it's it from, from this, this most recent one. What's the one? joke? It's that statement that I sent you guys a text of right. where oh, he funny says, is funny. Yeah, funny is funny. Right. Yeah. That is the only thing which I have is, an opinion about. Which is easy to pull out of an entire section That's of the That's what we joke. were talking about at the time, but yeah, let's, right. let's go. <clears throat> so, a lot of people are pissed at Chappelle. Uh, people who used to love Chappelle's style are now saying he sucks. A lot of people who uh, are saying that he's out of touch, not with the times, his art isn't necessarily in line with where we are today. Uh, people basically just saying he needs to apologize. Can we pause Let's for a second? Let's talk about what? Yeah. I have to hear this voicemail from my mom. Yeah, go for it. We're back. I had to check a voicemail from my mom. She just wanted my SAG screeners, but I didn't pay my dues. <laughs> I'm a non-dues paying member of two unions, Screen Actors Guild and, and the, the Writers, Writers Guild of America. Pay your dues, man. Now I ain't got no money for no dues. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan just came out. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Fuck screeners. Wait till, I, wait till I get a job and then I'll pay my dues from the first check. That's a that's a good fucking rule. <laughs> uh, what are we thinking of Chappelle shit? What you think of it, Carl? Uh, first of all, I love them. Mm-hmm. I love them both. These are very controversial statements coming out of my mouth, but I think people who know me know my heart. Know that I don't have an ounce of hate in my body for anybody. And any like I th- I believe it. What Chappelle said in it was like everybody deserves a life. That I mean, everybody's not a piece of shit, a murderer, or a rapist. Deserves to live a life of dignity and have respect and uh, work to gain respect and stuff like like. It, 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 and you have like life is hard, and it's harder for people who like grow up not feeling comfortable in the skin that they were given and not feeling like and I and I like admire their struggle and I have my own struggles as a black man in this country and so I can only imagine what other people's struggles are like even white men have struggles I know we hate white men this year but like they got struggles too like Altoids which flavor to get which flavor which flavor do you want peppermint do you What's, want wintergreen I think wintergreen tastes like toothpaste what, what other struggles do white men have pens uh, pens yeah. black or blue ink like <laughs> 
New, uh, ba- New Balance or Skechers? New Balance or Ciccone. That's the holy. Should I wear a red or a blue tie? Yeah, yeah. see? They got struggles, Come on, man. man. Yeah, they're they're real real struggles. Respect people's struggles. Respect people's struggles. But man, I'm not also not equating that to the struggles of trans people because it by no means equates to that. Uh, you can't make... It's hard to make jokes. I think that's what Dave Chappelle said. <laughs> I mean, like, he, said, he said something that I think uh, basically is the crux of one of my arguments about the whole thing is everything is funny until it happens to, to you. you. Yeah. That was the the uh, biggest thing. Everything is funny until it happens to you. And I can agree with that. I have laughed yeah. at shit that ain't afflict, uh, ain't afflicting me, ain't yeah. affecting me. And then somebody will say something about a black person and I'm like, hold on, what the fuck? You're right. Right. So, which is that as an audience, which we're entitled to that. You're entitled to that as an audience member. Uh, but is that the responsibility of the comedian to tiptoe that line? And I think that's tough to ask a comedian to tiptoe that line. I, I agree with you 100%, Shaquis. But here's where that argument falls apart. Okay. It's, oh, he makes the joke, and funny's funny. Right. This community then says, we don't think that that's... The, he, makes the, he makes a joke, and we're saying that... Things are funny until it happens to you. Right. So now he becomes aware that these people are upset. Okay. And his response to those people is, I'm sorry, but the shit that happens to you is funny. Mm-hmm. That is the crux of his response. No, uh, it that's, wasn't. It's a, it's a, it's a right, crucial thing say? you said. He didn't say the things that happens to uh, you What did he funny. say? What did he no, say? Let's he say said, I'll read the quote. I have the quote. Uh, hold on. But I also think, like, with the while you're pulling up that quote, while, with that quote— like we have, you have to, you need to watch it because yeah. like he goes on to, that quote is not continued. Yeah. Like that he quote has a period so much on he, it. He like, especially in the second one, like he's so empathetic to everybody's stuff. And he's saying like, you're right. You're right. And he's just offering his opinion as one man on what could be different about this. I think one thing getting missed when everybody, the people who are criticizing him, mostly white, like, and, and, and I, I, like, I think the thing that gets missed on them is, is every, nowadays, comparative struggle is so popular. Like, everything has to be like, I have it harder because of this. I have it harder because of this. I have it harder because of that. Like, this person is not a, he has a privilege. We all have privileges. Right. I mean, he said it. He was like, when he was talking to poor white people, he was like, nigga, Trump ain't fighting for you. Yeah. He's fighting fighting for me. me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was very funny. That was a very funny line from the, I saw that in the trailer and I was like, this is fucking funny. Yeah. And it's true. And I want to make it very clear. I think Dave Chappelle is the funniest person working right now. I think Dave Chappelle is the reason why I got into comedy. He was the first damn special I ever saw. Uh, I think for what it's worth was the first one I had on my iPod. Right, but, but you're just saying I, like he should have empathy, and I think he does. I think I think he does. I don't think I see empathy in the statement in that, that I see here. One statement, that's what I keep saying. I'm trying to tell you, you can't, you can't take do that. that. We can take oh one statement, if we but that statement hurt a community. So sure, what do you want to say to that community? Nobody. What do you say to that community? Watch the whole special. No, 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 no. That statement didn't hurt the community. The first special hurt the community. Writing about this very quote. Exactly. So this quote did hurt that community. Correct. But what I'm saying is before you formulate your opinion. I'm not formulating my opinion on Dave Chappelle as a whole. I'm saying that this line, and I've been saying that, is trash. And it is. Yeah. That's fair. That's Uh, fair. Our producer had a very good sass about it where he said, 
Station Pals Santa Special is 45 minutes brilliant and 15 minutes of very, very weird transgender opinions. And, like, mm-hmm. I think that's a very fair statement to say. Yes, that's that This part of him is. is a weird blind spot. I don't think we can just say, but the whole thing is good, though. I'm not saying that at all. The, what are I, you saying? That's I, what I'm confused on. I'm saying that when I'm speaking directly to you, I'm saying that before you should actually listen to what the rest he's saying because everything you're saying he kind he of also he talks said, about, but he says it after saying something trash, and that's what I find weird. That's a, that's a, that's a weird that's fair, thing. That's, that's a very weird thing to do is go, I I said this trash thing, but you know, in in realness, like you know, this yeah. and this. But he's that's also, that was, yeah. that's the the arg, the argument that he has bigger than that. He says, uh, he talks about like having to explain himself as a comedian. You know, one of my big arguments was, and I get that that's tough. I understand that that's tough. I because uh, at, at the end of the day. He's saying these things, and he's selling out arenas of people who are laughing at this shit. And I think that hurts transgender people. Yeah. Now, he also he also said something that I felt was a little bit off-putting, but it was like he, he talked about, he's like, he's like, I'm not saying, I ain't never once promoted people to go out and hurt or kill or do anything to transgender people. And if people do that, if people watch my comedy and go out and hurt transgender people, they're the piece of shit. Like, they're the ones that are bad. Like, and I don't want those type of people coming to my shows. I don't want them doing that. He's like, yes, I am. Like, he, I think he owns up to, like, poking. What is what is the term that people use? Punching down? Punching, punching down. Punching down. Punching down. Like, yeah. he admits to that, sure. But he, he talks about, like, how he's like, I've punched down on everybody. And people didn't say anything. Y'all remember the comedian? Right. That, and uh, I think that was my biggest thing. Not to cut you off, was... That, like, if you—this isn't new. You can't take Dave Chappelle and say, Dave Chappelle, I love you for being a social commentary comedian. Mm -hmm. And then when he makes a social commentary, say, Dave Chappelle, you suck. Yeah, but Twitter didn't exist when Dave Chappelle was punching down in the early 2000s. Twitter—like, these people didn't have the voice that they have now. Right. Like, I also who was the main, name me a, a mainstream transgender person from the early 2000s when For What It's Worth came out. I'm not talking about, I'm not no just, way. nobody. nobody. I mean, nobody. you can't say RuPaul, you can't, because RuPaul's not transgender. They were hiding. Right. But I think you're specifically just looking at that, which I get why you're doing That's that. But the I'm only saying, thing I have an issue with. Right. But what I'm saying is he, he has made a career on doing just that. Mm-hmm. And people still sell out. Look, I watched him at Radio City Music Hall in 2014. He had a lot of jokes now. I was like, man, this dude's old. Like, I, I'll be the first person to admit that. He's still going to be one of my favorite comedians. I agree. And I, and I think the way, I mean, I think Patrice O'Neill's one of my favorite comedians, too. And he there's was. There's some I take and there's some I don't take. Extremely misogynist. Absolutely. He and said. I, like, as I grow older and I watch his specials again, I still, I, I can go, damn, that's, that shit is problematic as fuck. There's also yeah. some funny jokes here. There's also some shit that I know, me as a person, I don't agree with. I'm not going to exactly. do, but I respect what he does as a comedian. He's not a bad comedian. There's so much bad comedy because right. everybody thinks they can be a comedian now. Right. And there's so much bad, like actual bad comedy. Bad comedy. And, and these guys weren't bad. They just had weird dude opinions. Like, I'm not trying to minimize the plight of oppressed people. Like, I sympathize with that. I empathize with it. 100%. I consider, I consider myself to be an oppressed person. But, like, 
I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm defending at this age. Like, you know I, what I mean? I, like, yeah, I think I, the thing I, I, I don't even want to say is defending. I, I just think the thing that I. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm defending anything. I, you get, you, you threw a point and I just thought of this. You threw a point to me, Edgar, uh, when you were saying, all right, so let's say, and at first I want to say, I, haven't I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Sure. I am expanding what I'm expand I think we're just circling around different points. Everything you're saying is true. One hundred percent true. What I'm saying is the people who were laughing at Dave Chappelle when he was talking about any other thing that wasn't them or wasn't women or wasn't this, to now say, oh, Dave Chappelle, as a comedian, you suck. You suck. I think yeah. it's very short But I don't think transgender people said that. I think we are, we all know who said that. It was a white woman and, like... No, no, no. It was more... It was more than just That's just what we... I know, but, like, that's, that's how the we start talking using, about. But, like, I'm not talking about that. And I right. want to be very clear. I also saw some trans people... Online saying yeah. that stuff. And I think, and I think that, well, if we're going to go there, I think it's fair for them to say that after being like hit hard like that. Let me that. ask y'all this. And I would love to know other people's opinions on this too. I think y'all change their tune now. But what do y'all think of uh, Lisa Lampinelli? I've never liked her since I was a kid. I've always been like, nah, I don't like this. I don't have an opinion. Yeah. yeah. I've never liked her. She seems loud and annoying. Are you saying women can't be loud? I'm saying women can't be loud. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Edgar? Uh, yeah, why not? But do you know uh, any of her jokes? Uh, I just know that she talks a lot about black dick, and mm. that's something that always made me very uncomfortable, especially mm. the way that she talked about football players. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she's very... Uh, I, that was her whole brand. Which Guess who I else don't I don't like? Think. I don't like Amy Schumer. I don't like Amy Schumer either. Yeah. Uh, her, her, Lisa Lemonelli's whole thing like was just talking about... just. Black, Being racist, black, she was just yeah, like dude. it was straight up like her. All her jokes were just about like, oh, I'm gonna go home and fuck Tyrone, and then he's gonna steal my purse. And it's like that to me is like lazy. Yeah, the same with Amy Schumer. It's the same standard. Yeah. But do you know what I do like? I like Inside Amy Schumer. I think Inside Amy show. Schumer is a brilliant show. show. But she has very little to do with the writing of that. Yeah, that's writing. I you know, and we can we can kind of expand on this when we get back because we're about to kick it to a break, but I also think what is annoying, but I get it because we're human and this happens, is when we pick and choose what to be angry about. Like, if one person does it, it's okay, and if another person does it, it's not. Yeah. And here's an example I can give to that. Uh, Edgar, you brought up the point of, oh yeah, back when white people was doing blackface, we all th they, a lot of people thought that shit was funny, and yeah. now we don't. Uh, but then I kick to you, why is Tropic Thunder one of our favorite movies? It's a commentary on that. So? It's he's still literally in a commentary on that. It's so? literally a commentary on the very point that you're making. Right, exactly. Is but that's still. Is James Rappel making, saying transgender people, it's fucking hilarious. Is he offering a commentary on that? I don't think that's the same thing. It's not a satire. But you keep taking that one quote. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm talking about. I'm but, not talking about the special but as a whole. But then your point is incomplete because you don't it's have a point incomplete. based on the entire thing. I don't thing. have a review on Dave Chappelle's special. I right. don't have it. I'm saying I think that that, I think his views on trans people are whack. Cody. What's up? Let's go to break and talk to you after we come back. Gotcha. Alright, we back, guys. We back, we back. Alright, let's jump back into it. Cody. Uh, 
What's up? What are your thoughts on the Dave Chappelle specials? What are you, what are you, what were your thoughts on Dave Chappelle before he made his comeback? You know, I'm kind of with Edgar. Like he was definitely one of the stand-ups that got me into comedy. Um, I definitely fucked with those first two stand-up specials heavily. Um, you know, I, I think that Dave, I feel like there's two things. One, I think that he's just out of touch with, with the whole trans, uh, community, mm-hmm. LGBT in particular. But also, um, I think that I feel like there's sort of people have put him on this sort of pedestal where we, we think because that he, he had some really good points about representation when it comes to people of color that maybe now 18 years after his show has been off the air that he would have equally, I think, open views towards LGBT community. And I think it's just one of those things where like he has this very weird blind spot where I think he can lampshade it by saying things like, you know, I want everyone to be happy and like I don't want anyone to feel bad when they come to my shows. But that whole bit is sort of anchored around him reading. I mean, I don't know if it's happened, but in the special, he sets it up by saying that he read a letter that a fan, a trans fan left him and that it touched him. And then his response was like, fuck it. I'm going to I'm not going to apologize for doing my comedy. So I feel like. You know, to me, it was a little off-putting, and, like, I did have that status about his stand-up as 45 minutes of brilliance sandwiched around 10 very bizarre minutes about trans issues that just comes off so tone-deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I, 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 it, it, it just, it, it, it takes me out of it so much because, like, the, one of the best jokes of that stand-up special is it's all tied around this one joke that he sets up, and he has his payoff an hour and a half or an hour into it. And like he says that he's a great jerk writer and he is a great jerk writer and you can see that in that special. So it's weird that he can have this very great arc of a joke and like just have an hour set up for it and then you gotta take this ten minute detour. It just I don't know, it's hard for me to it's really hard for me to to to, to settle into that that just whole weird take on trans people. It just seems very odd to me. Okay. Do you do you you guys think and I'm not trying to justify this anymore, do y'all ever like I think you kinda said it? The pedestal that we put Dave Chappelle on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that other comedians get that same pedestal? Absolutely. His name is Louis C.K. He was absolutely put on that pedestal. Uh, the pedestal of like, because he made a lot of jokes. Yeah, but I think everyone's just like Louis C.K. Like I remember watching this video of like Louis C.K. is a, mor- a morality detective, and it was just a guy talking about like he goes and he's like on the edge and he explores morality in this way that like questions our society and makes us reflect ourselves. And we put him up on this pedestal. That we let go of like these really trash things that he was doing because we put him up so high on the pedestal, and uh, and again I want to make clear I'm not perfect I have a ton of fucking blind spots. Uh, there's a lot that I'm working to right now while going through this Me Too thing where I, there's a couple of stories and stuff that come out that make me feel angry in a way that I'm just like all right well let me examine myself and understand what's happening here. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I have to work through that, and I don't. From what I've gotten from Dave Chappelle, it sounds like it's, he seems unwilling to work through it because, in his mind, he makes fun of everybody, and that's weird to me. Is like someone saying, "Hey, you do this," and you're saying, "Yeah, I do it to everybody," but this person's saying, "Yeah, but to me, it feels different," and he's not willing to listen to that, and I think that's weird. Can I say something that I thought was interesting about it? Yeah, uh, there was a no, Cody. Don't say it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Say it. Well, I think that they had, he brought this point up, but I thought was going to be his take, where it's like the idea of how does white privilege play into representation when it comes to LGBT communities? And with the idea of like, you know, Caitlyn Jenner definitely had the privilege of being one, a famous person and being rich and being able to 
have access to like a media, a whole media presence that could make her transition both figuratively and like literally in like the public eye a lot easier than it would be if necessarily a black person or a Latino person was transitioning, which I thought would be, which is, I think is an infinitely more interesting take than what he delved into. The idea of, of, of sort of juxtaposing what's it like, what, what would it be like growing up trans as a black person as opposed to growing up trans as a rich white athlete, former athlete? Mm-hmm. He talked about it. He was talking about how, how easy it was for Caitlyn Jenner to transition, but it wasn't even that easy for Cassius Clay to change his name, which I thought was a poignant point. Yeah, I do too, but I think it, it got lost in the in the, the jokes about, um, you know, cutting cutting your dick off and all that sort of weird take that he has on that. I think that's what, what really took me out of his head. I think he had like a really salient, interesting point that I would have liked to have seen that was sort of just torpedoed by his really bizarre take on LGBT. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I can agree with all of that. Yeah. I do agree with that. Again, still think he's one of the greatest times to ever live. Yeah, yeah. I haven't put in the work that he has put in, so I'm a still. I'm never going to say Dave Chappelle sucks. That's a crazy thing to say. <clears throat> I, but I can, I do think it's fair to say that he's out of touch. Sure, sure. I think a lot of, I think more comedians. Then they're willing uh, to admit that. Yeah, right. and that's, that was one of my issues with, that's, that's kind of why I stayed out of what y'all was talking about, because I didn't, I, like, I, I keep watching these things over and over again. I think I've seen them like three or four times each. But I also think that, uh, oh, I'm, I'm vomiting. Uh, I think that, um, there are a lot, I think we, we have criticized him to a point. It's kind of what I feel about LeBron. Like, I feel like, we criticize him to a point where, like, he can't win. Yeah, it's like, what yeah. do you want? What, what more do you want from? Do you want him to completely change? I mean, I, I understand complete wanting him to completely change the way he thinks, but then let me hear a uh, a joke from you that is fair, better. And but that's a topic I wouldn't joke about. Sure, okay. I, he does though, right? So you I wouldn't want joke him to about not it joke about that. I wouldn't joke about it either. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's the question of. All right, so is what we're asking is don't joke about it or have a better joke? I think it's just like if you're going to come for that spot, I think come correct, but I don't think Dave Chappelle is the person to come correct for that. I don't know if the person to come correct for it exists yet. Maybe not. Not in that spotlight, I should say. Maybe not. Maybe maybe there's a trans person at Uh, Flappers doing that joke. If if we were to ask who who could before these specials comes out, his name would probably pop up, and he, I guess, proved us wrong. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, all right, so... I guess let's I talk about what we were expecting. Like, I think that's when, you know, it's kind of like that thing of when conservatives, like, uh. Oh, shit. Here we go, conservatives. When, uh, get, ready get ready to, uh, get ready to leave them one star reviews, baby. When conservatives tweet at, like, athletes, when they, yeah. like, sta- like say, I stand with, I kneel, stand with Colin Kaepernick or whatever, yeah. they go, I loved you. I'm going to burn your jersey, too. And it's like, did you? You stupid motherfucker. Did you think this black kid from the ghetto who made his life like this and who has been huge all his life and has was, been was a, oppressed? Yeah. You think that he wasn't going to like stay? You think he was going to agree with you? Your right. racist ass? Get the fuck out of here. So I was thinking like, I, I guess I wonder, did people think that Dave Chappelle was going to be like the most woke person ever? <laughs> and he is very smart. He's very smart. He's a genius. And he said certain things that he says, I think this shit, like when he, he talks about the South Africa thing, I think people should really listen to it. Like, Absolutely. just listen. 
Like, stop being like, rah, rah, and like, it, 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 just listen to what he said because it, it's just a different take on something. Yeah. And it, it ain't, it ain't gotta be the law. I mean, you know, I think we're living in a time when, I don't know if this is right or wrong, uh, maybe it's not even right for me to say it, but I, I think we're living in a time where, uh, we don't necessarily want different takes. We want what we feel is the right take. Yeah. And I disagree with that completely. And I think that's uh, trash. You disagree this, with I think, that we're leaving in that time? No, or? I disagree that that's what people want. I think that's, I'm saying like, I disagree with that idea of people. Like that, people who want that is what I'm saying. I agree with you. Oh, okay. that we're living you're in saying time. like, yeah, it's disgusting. You're saying the time we live in is disagreeable. It's so disgusting, right. and I think that's the issue with wokeness, and I think that's my issue with a lot of some of these movements that are coming out, and I think that's kind of what happened to Dave Chappelle. Uh, we put him on this pedestal, and we're just like, this is our, this is our culture guy. Like, I remember after uh, Donald Trump won, everyone's like, I can't wait for Dave Chappelle to talk about this on Saturday Night Live, and I was like, for what? He's a old, he's a rich ass old black man. Like, what do you think? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've put we put it these people good, up. Though. It was a, it was very funny, but I think that like we start looking at these people as the Bible. I mean, we start he looking at these people as it. woke, and it's just like he said it not. for what is worth. Uh, or was it uh, the other one? Yeah, for what is worth. He said it like when nine eleven happened, and they cut to Ja Rule. Like Ja Rule, he's like nigga, I don't want to hear what Ja Rule. Yeah, exactly. I ain't want to dance, nigga. I want to. I need yeah. some answers. Yeah. Ja Rule probably ain't got the answers I need. And like, I think ja it's, it goes to same thing with the trans community. The yeah. last person I want to hear about it is from Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah, sure, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. So Dave Chappelle, I think we've all said we love him. He's great. Uh, let's talk about our top five. Let's talk top five comedians that we like, that we've loved. I got a list. I can rattle down my list already if you guys want to think about yours. Go ahead. Rattle right. down your list. Rattle down my list. I'm not. Let me just say this is not in order. Not in order, all right? As Sophie rips the sheet of paper. Uh, <laughs> Birdie Mac is on my list. Chicago. Chicago Cat. Dave Chappelle is on my list. Uh, Sinbad on my list. Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. Sinbad. That's my top five. Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad. Sinbad was fucking hysterical dude he was so fucking funny and clean and it was the reason I love Sinbad is because it was like the person my mom would actually let me listen to as a shorty growing up and feel comfortable with me listening to it without her in the room it's like I don't have to explain what Sinbad talking about like you can listen to it Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was funny man and he was funny as an actor too I liked his little cross I mean they were not great movies but he was fun in them so yeah, Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Sinbad, Martin Lawrence. Who you got, Edgar? This is in order from five to one. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik, Sarah Silverman, Gerard Carmichael, Hannibal Burris, and Dave Chappelle at number one. Okay. Uh, I didn't have Anthony Jeselnik. It's someone who I like based, and again, I think now, like, I think that's just like young, that's young me talking. That like, explains a lot about you. I love his sense of humor, but also Anthony Jeselnik, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Very sweet guy. That's cool. But his comedic demeanor isn't that. But he does a lot of dry humor. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy dry humor. I feel like dry humor is something that a lot of black comedians don't aren't allowed access to. I think that's why Hannibal Burris also makes number two on that list is because he is. And Gerard Carmichael as well. They're two black comedians who don't necessarily rely on, like, 
they don't perform the way that black people are typically expected to perform, which I think is super cool. Uh, Sarah Silverman is one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, Jesus is Magic is one of my favorite specials ever. Then again, Dave Chappelle, the person I got into comedy. I, uh, I heard Anthony Jelznick say some real offensive jokes. Yeah, he definitely toes that line. I'm get called out, though. <laughs> uh, he, I, I, I was at UCB one night. <laughs> he said some wild shit. He said, I can't even remember what the joke was. It was crazy. And everybody laughed because it was funny. But it was something so weird that he said. I was mad because I was there watching, and I kept seeing this dude. He looked like he was on a date. And all the other comedians that went up, they weren't, like, super well-known comedians. Mm-hmm. This is this has to be, like, six years ago. Yeah. Like, a long time ago. I, I was watching this show. Just mm-hmm. Oh, like you were in the audience. I was in the audience. Yeah. And uh, this was definitely six years because it was before white women. And uh, he— <laughs> The, he was he was the closer. Anthony Jelznick was the closer, but this this guy was on a date, and there was like I can't remember who the other comedian was that had sort of a name, and he was just like dying at everything he said. Oh my god! And like tapping his girls, like this guy, oh this joke's great, oh boy, this joke is amazing. And then he was dying. Then a couple like unknown kind of comedians would get up, and he wouldn't crack a damn smile. I hate that. Shit, I was like, bro. who's I like, the fuck that is this dude? And then Anthony Jelznick like went up, and he almost fell out in his chair. That's a that's a that's a thing that I see uh, at UCB all the time that yeah. was like certain people will talk and everyone's like, like all they yeah. gotta do is put a toe on the stage yeah, and then like somebody who actually out like there like an up and comer is like coming up like, like, where's the bathroom earn this laugh from me earn this laugh from me this laugh from me somebody who doesn't know how to do this yeah <laughs> yeah uh, um, if that's you if you're listening to this and that's you Fuck you'll you. never be anything. You, if yeah. that's you, you'll never you'll never amount to anything. Uh, I do want to say though, to your point, I don't think Anthony Jeselnik's comedy will age well, and I also don't think I think that's one of the reasons why his he hasn't worked in a very long I time. I've heard from him in a while. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's worked in a long time. For me, what I enjoy about him is his delivery. Like I think he has a very solid like. I just think about those roasts. That Donald Trump roast is one of my favorite things ever. He like how he just destroyed that man. I remember his joke. Was he on the Patrice O'Neill roast? Yes. Remember what he said I, about Patrice O'Neill? That I, shit said destroyed me. Awful shit, man. He said, uh, Patrice looks like if you uh, deep fried your fingers, you would eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> Let me just say one thing. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Top five, Carl Tart. My top five as follows, uh, with a T at the end. Number one, Martin Law. And that's your number one overall. It's my number one overall. He's Great. the reason I do what I do. Mm-hmm. I could see that influence for 100. Uh, number two, Dave Chappelle. Number three, Patrice O'Neill. Number four, Chris Rock. Number five, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres. Her was, specials were so goddamn funny. Ellen DeGeneres here and now is one of the most funny specials ever. You gotta watch it if you got. Uh, but I, my, I, I have a hard time. But I know the top three. I know the top four. Like that four, but that five spot is hard for me. But I do. I, but also. It's kind of like with basketball or with rappers and stuff. It's like some of these newer people who I love a ton, they just ain't made it to yeah, that level yet. Yeah. Like Hannibal. Love Hannibal. 
But you don't think he's like that? He's not in my top five, five yet. Yeah. But I love him. I think he is so funny. I think he's just such like if you listen to his podcast, like it's just so naturally good. Yeah. Like and maybe one day we'll get there, guys. I think but. <laughs> I think we talked about this, but one of the reasons why a lot of earlier people get onto my list, like with basketball and stuff like that, is I was allowed media. I was allowed to watch media at a much later age mm-hmm. than the rest of you guys. Oh yeah. My parents oh. uh were like, You're gonna watch Jesus movies up until I was like fifteen, sixteen. I wanna know what your favorite Jesus movie is. Uh well, well, you saw how excited I got for, for Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ Superstar. Superstar Alive. I was I, like, oh, Edgar, I've known you for two years, and I haven't seen you get as excited as when you saw Jesus Christ Superstar was going to be live on NBC. Did you not watch, like, black Jesus movies? Did your mom not let you, like, watch the Tyler Perry plays and stuff? I watched the Tyler Perry plays religiously. I like the Tyler Perry plays more than I like uh, the movies. Uh, the plays are much better. Oh, man. I remember he was like, girls like a Sprite bottle. The movies are great. Yeah, well, you compare them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would watch a lot Some of, of his early uh, ones. Are. The Ten Commandments. One Ten of my Commandments favorite was a good movie, man. Charlton Heston's old racist Come ass. On, oh, bro. Boy, that movie was so boring. That movie uh, was good. Fender on the Roof. That's another one of my favorite movies. Was a Jesus movie? Well, they would let me watch it because it was like wholesome. Oh. That sucks, man. Sorry. Watching, uh, <laughs> sorry, your life was ruined. Um, I grew up watching. Everything. On the roof. Me too. I, I, got young mom, I got a young mom who was away at college and a grandma who went to sleep at 7 p.m. So I was up all night. And I, don't, I didn't have no siblings till I was older. So I had parental control on my TV. Oh, yeah. Nah, we didn't have that. Not on grandma's floor. That shit model. wasn't even invented. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was a kid. <laughs> like, I remember I mean, when that shit came. My mom tried that oh, yeah. for, like, a week and didn't realize that. Like, I'm smart, and I can figure out how to turn that shit off. Uh, first rated R movie I saw was Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Golly. Now, we had illegal cable, so I could watch anything. Anything. Skin on that. Why are you licking your lips, Carl? I was watching Real Sex 17. I was watching Real Sex. That show's boring, dog. That show's boring as fuck. Not because we have internet porn. I was watching that show when I was like 17. I was like, why do niggas like this shit? Because you weren't supposed to watch it when you're 17. You're supposed to watch it when you're 7. That's what you're supposed to watch it when you're like 7 and 10. When you're 17, you should be out there fucking. Imagine a little 7 year old kid watching a docuseries on polyamory. We have these old 45 year old white dudes that live in New Mexico and they're like I have a wife. It's Shonda and my lover is named Sunflower. I do have an interesting uh, porn story. The first time me and my brother ever watched porn was on Cinemax and you know like how after like 11 they start putting on those like porn parody movies. Yeah. Me and my brother swore that this movie was Coyote Ugly and we were just like oh this is Coyote Ugly because it was like two girls like owning a bar and we're like alright cool 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 we were watching it and then all of a sudden these dudes are just like hey y'all laid on rent and we're like oh okay this is weird like this what do you know this isn't Coyote Ugly and then they started fucking them and my brother both like looked at each other just like do we change it or do we keep watching? And y'all niggas kept watching. Oh, we kept watching, Hell man. Yeah. That shit was a, was a very weird experience. My first porn experience was not with Cinemax stuff. We didn't have HBO and stuff. We we had HBO at my at my mom at my grandma at my auntie's house when I was really little, and that's when I used to watch Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. But my first like real porn experience, I'm gonna let you know right now. You uh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. When that movie came out, so we had a legal cable. This is mm-hmm. 1997. We had a legal cable at my mom's house. I was watching Austin Powers back to back to back on pay per view all day. 
because we didn't have to pay for it. So, like, all day long watching it, watching it all day. My mom was like, you still watching that movie? You still watching that movie? She went to bed, and I was still in there, and I had, like, just watched, like, The Simpsons and or the Cosby show or something, and turned. I was like, ooh, I'm going to watch Austin Powers. <laughs> Go to sleep. Again. Now, this is like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-view at this time. Now they have own specific channels that right. play porn 24-7. Yeah. But at this time, it turns into the hot network at like, at like 10, 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, and it was analog, so the shit, you just paid for it for the day. Yeah. That was the thing. Oh, yeah. no. You just paid for paper. paper you paid like, oh, but it was a legal cable, though, so it didn't matter. It didn't matter because oh, I didn't okay. have to pay for anything. Oh. And I remember... Like, turning to, it was channel 79. I remember, like, on this illegal cable box, channel 79, pay-per-view would turn into the hot network. And I turned to 79 to watch Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Very good movie. And it was, I'm talking hardcore <laughs> pornography. <laughs> How old and I you? had never seen that. I was eight. Oh, my God. And too young to have, have yeah. seen that, probably. Yeah. And uh, I, so uh, I... Uh, turned immediately like what the hell was that <laughs> and didn't look at it again that night and i was super scared <laughs> and then i was like hold on wait a second and i turned that volume down on tv because because that was crazy i thought because the volume was kind of up my mom was sleeping in the other room and i thought i was gonna hear like some yeah baby but it was not that it was hardcore porn sounds and I remember when you used to turn the channel back then, the box would make this sound go. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it wouldn't come in; it'd be scrambled. So you had to like keep pushing like the channel previous channel button. And so I got wise. It was one of those boxes that looked like an alarm clock, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. with the numbers on the top. Yeah, and I go choo choo, and you had to and 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 so you somehow have to go back. So once I was like a couple of days later, I was like, I kind of want to see that again. Like see what that was about. <laughs> like, so you like timed it. I, like, yeah. And I would go back after 10, after my mom was sleeping, and turn the volume all the way down. Thinking I was smart, which is really stupid. My mom was like, why is the volume all the way down? And you can't hear that TV. Our house was not that big. It was a very small apartment to be exact. And she's like, why is the volume all the way down? Also, when you just heard uh, Marge and like that volume goes all the way down. Yeah. And, and so I, I got away with this for about two weeks before my mom was like, what you in there watching? <laughs> and, I went, and she heard that too. <laughs> and then she came back. Ran in. But see, I had also wised up to put the the previous channel, like when I turned the yep. channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I got to tell y'all about this, though. <laughs> this is a funny story of almost getting caught. Now, I'm older at this point. I've seen enough porn. This is, I think, seventh grade, and we still got the illegal cable. So it's like 2002. There is a Cosby Show marathon on uh, Nick at Night. As always. Uh, well, yeah. Not anymore. anymore. And my you, mom they was... They don't show it anymore? No, no, no. They don't, they don't show the Cosby Show anymore. But they still show on other shows with problematic people. Network still showing Seventh Heaven. Why mm-hmm. is that, Sophie? I don't know. That dude Sophie. was a convicted child molester. And that's still being shown on TV. Anyway, I digressed. Sophie... Don't associate uh, me with that trash Sophie, show. biggest fan of Seventh Heaven ever. <laughs> uh, I, no, I, I, she was taping uh, Cosby Show, and then she left. And so when she left, I was like, "Let's see what this porno talking about." I just wanted, <laughs> didn't realize she was taping. So one day, oh, I'm watching this. I think I'm watching this Cosby Show tape. <laughs> One day, I'm watching this Cosby show tape, and you know he's on there, and then all of a 
sudden it's just like, oh, and I was like, no. Now, my, luckily, my mom hadn't watched this tape yet. And so, uh, I had enough time this day to queue up where the tape broke. I, I timed it out. I think I had like a stopwatch or like a wristwatch. This is before cell phones, before I had a cell phone even. But uh, I timed it out how long I needed to record over this uh, porno part. Like, and I uh, put the tape in on the Cosby show and turned to old trustworthy, <laughs> the Simpsons. Turned to the Simpsons, push record right at the moment, and recorded the Simpsons over this episode of the Cosby show. And then later on, my mom was watching that tape, watching the episode of the Cosby show, and then it just went two into the Simpsons. And she was like, you recorded over my tape with the Simpsons? And I was like, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, Ma. Does your, does your mom know this story? No, she does not. I, I hope she listens to this. She don't know about this. <laughs> and she finds out, I'm grown now. I'm 29 years old. Guys, I just celebrated my 29th birthday. Happy birthday, man. Thank oh, you yeah, so much. Happy birthday, birthday. Man. I'm older. Did I'm you wiser. Uh, uh, happy huh? birthday, Did you enjoy Carl. it? I did enjoy my birthday. I had a good day. Had a good improv show. Went to Birds after. Hung out with everyone. It was uh, it was. I had solid. a drink. I got you some nachos. Uh, Jackie's bought come, me but birthday I had a show. nachos. I deeply apologize. Whatever, dog. Your shows don't matter when it's my birthday. <laughs> Who are you doing the show for? How many people's in the audience? Uh, it was one of those shows where the audience was the show. You know what I'm talking about? Get the fuck out! Saying he missed my birthday. <laughs> What's your show? birthday for a for, show where for, no audience? Uh, um, what's that? What's the play called? Uh, the the interactive play where you walk a uh, faith no uh, sleep no more sleep no more yeah. you saw that Jaquise. I remember Jaquise walking around with that mask that shit was great <laughs> sleep no more was great I would have missed your birthday for that shit uh, don't miss my birthday for sleep no more great. um alright this is what time it is it's time for our segment that we like to do it's called the list we're just gonna put some people on our list our list is basically our shit list it's people it's things it's places whatever the fuck we want to talk about and we want to shit on because it's shitty, you're going on the list. So let's do it. I got my thing. Does anybody else want to go first? Go ahead, Edgar. Go first since you got to leave. <laughs> uh, going to me on the list is uh, people who attack institutions after they don't make an audition. Uh, I think that shit's fucking whack. Uh, I don't get it. It's not that institution's fault that you didn't get placed on whatever you wanted to be placed on. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't get a role on a TV show, I'm not going to start hating that TV show. That's fucking whack to me. I don't get it. It's very frustrating to see, and it makes people who got it feel like shit, because all of a sudden you want to blame this institution for you being lackluster. So people who shit on institutions after they don't get something that they want, you're on the fucking list to me. Edgar, what are you referring to when you say institutions? <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, you know, yeah, you, wanted to get, you wanted to be on a truck. You wanted to be the number one at the truck driving school. Uh, you wanted to be on that. Just people who shit on, uh, and again, like, Specific. listen, I'm very, I want, for, well, I want to add something before I say to it. Very, very fortunate to have been on a UCB house team as early as I was placed on the UCB house team. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't think I paid my dues to get there. Uh, and don't I don't qualify yourself. A lot of people haven't paid their dues, especially in your generation. Uh, which I just want to say, I recognize that again, never paid for a class in my life. Uh, I've been helped out tremendously by the UCB community to do things that I've wanted to do. So I'm very grateful for that, but I don't appreciate 
people, sometimes white people, sometimes white men, to be very specific, uh, going out and trashing on this, uh, uh, this institution that I love and that has done a lot for me and my career because they didn't get the things out of it that they wanted to get out of it. I think that's fucking whack. It's basically, uh, and I think that's, I mean, it is whack. It's whack. It's entitlement is what it is. It's fucking white entitlement. Entitlement because there's eight people on a team yet. Our names are the ones that, first of all, that one spot that we have, our names are the ones that come up, which have, have, uh, artistic directors like Mike Steele and Beth Appel have both made solid efforts to make that one person of color on the team more than one person of color. I have four on my team, and yeah. I'm so and grateful I, for my it. My first Herald team was all seven of eight. There's only, no, no, I'm sorry, uh, six of eight. Six of eight people of color. Yeah. And uh, that was very cool. Yeah, super cool. Uh, uh, I, I It's all entitlement. It's people who think they deserve something. And it's also a, a, a place of, like, people don't— uh, people just not being respectful or wanting to gain the knowledge of what people who are oppressed go through. They yeah. just don't know. So it's like, why can you look at just this one person and say, he doesn't deserve that spot or she doesn't deserve that spot? Diversity. That's a diversity hire. I mean, you watch everybody else who arguably are not always fucking good. Like, I've seen some teams get up and shit the bad, but they don't talk about them. What's fascinating to me is that I get so much, I've received so much shit uh, for people saying the only reason why I got on is because I'm black. But then there are black people at Used to be who just like Nick, you not black, you love white people, and that's why you're on. It's just like cool. Then oh, I don't even we all love people. white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love white people. And it's just like uh, I guess I, I can't a, satisfy either party. I love but, me a um, white woman, man. For me, I think just that people who shit on institutions when they don't get what they want yeah. out of them, that's whack to me. You're on the list. I don't think that you can't critique an institution. I think it's fine to critique an institution, but I think it's weird to do it right after you get something. So I've said it about Will Smith. I thought it was weird when he started being like, hey, these Oscar nominations are so white after he didn't get a nomination. That's mm. weird to me. That He's done that before, right? That was oh, more Jada. Jada. Yeah, it was more Jada well, and I'm Will Smith. I, I'm, saying I equate, I'm saying I equate the two. Hmm. Will Smith was one of the first people to do that with the Oscars, uh, with the Grammys. He boycotted them in 19, when he was nominated because they didn't fuck with black people. Yeah. Uh, there, was the, there was a section in the Grammys that was called Best Black Single. Best black album, not That's even like so best R and B. So he was boycotting back then when when Will Smith was so the yeah, best thing smoking. He was the Bruno I mean, Mars I mean, of his day. I mean Jada. We know you hate Will Smith. For some reason. <laughs> I don't understand I why. I don't you either. have a real vendetta. Uh, I saw Bright. That's why Bright was bad. His fault. But he made that money though. We should be bailing up our brothers. I said this money. on uh, fellow Zeitgeist <laughs> show. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist, fellow Zeitgeist show, fellow How Stuff Works <laughs> Networks show. <laughs> oh, you're falling apart. <laughs> uh, I'm a fax machine. Um, I I said that Netflix Sophie. soon is going to be called Fresh Prince because <laughs> they had to throw the fucking building at him for him to do that movie unless Will Smith really just don't movie. get why that movie was bad. Yeah, but he says in that movie. Fairy t- fairy lives don't matter. He bad says movie. that, it's and that line is his pitch. <laughs> Max, Max, Max Landis Land is still under the bus. That's bullshit. Max Landis is a piece of shit. Max Landis is a piece of shit. Like Will Smith, go follow this grenade, nigga. Go 
follow this guy. My list is very poignant and very similar to what Edgar just said. There's a chicken place across the street from my mother's house, and the gentleman that works, they have the best biscuits <laughs> I have ever eaten in Ooh, my life. I want, so tell me about good. this after Soft, we get off. hot honey biscuits, Ooh. right? And they also have honey packets, right? So anyway, you talking about Popeye? No, it's not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the name. Is there any black woman that's the face of this organization? No, no, no. no. It's not a big chain. It's not a big chain. It's a small chain. But I'm not gonna say the name of it because I don't want them to spit my food next time I go. Because I'm gonna go back. But uh, is the the food is good. But um, my issue with this dude was. He gives me the biscuits. I order an extra biscuit with my meal. I say, let me get a three-piece wing, and let me get an extra biscuit on there. It only comes with one biscuit. I order the biscuit. After I'm, after he gives me he has attitude the whole time. Also, they're out of a ton of stuff, which made me mad. Yeah, I hate it. But what that kind of broke it? the, it, it was like five. That, that's trash. That's, yeah, that's yeah, too early five. to be out of shit. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> he, was like, so I, he, he had an attitude the whole time. Didn't, didn't greet me or anything. I was like, yo, let me get the, uh, the three-piece wing. He was like, what side you want? Mac and cheese. We ain't got no mac and cheese. All right, uh, Arabian rice. We ain't got no mac, uh, Arabian rice. <laughs> He's fucking All with right, you. Well, let me get this thing. All right, we got that. <laughs> and, uh, then like, I, get, I ordered him extra biscuit. And at the end, I'm bagging up my stuff. Was like, he like pushing me out the door. I was like, can I get sauces, please? Like, I want the hot sauce. Can I get the hot sauce? He goes, throws a bunch of hot sauce in the bag. I was like, can I also get some honey, uh, for the biscuits? And he tells me, Biscuits already got honey on them. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, don't tell me, don't regulate my honey intake on my biscuit. I want more honey, goddammit. And I want the honey that you have. Like, give me them butter packets and give me the honey. Like, right. I want that for, they, and he told me, but I didn't say this to him. He's a huge black guy who I'm assuming we're all afraid of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't fuck with big black dudes. I was mad though. I chose to save it to rant on this here podcast about this dude. Don't regulate my honey intake. I want more honey. If you got honey packages back there, don't tell me it's already honey on the biscuits, nigga. I want more honey. Carl, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. How is this at all in line with anything that a I very said? Very serious thing. He's entitled. <laughs> he's a, he feels like he's entitled to the honey. And, uh, <laughs> I said about it. I said the name of the chicken place, though. I like it. So, uh, people who are entitled to honey, they on your list? No, don't, don't, don't regulate my honey. Don't, intake. Honey regulators. Yeah, don't, honey regulators. Don't, don't honey shame him. <laughs> honey shame is honey regulator. I feel you, dude. Black people like sweet shit, man. Oh, I got one more quick one. Before quick. it gets, before it gets too, uh, this is Go more, ahead. jump it, jump it. Uh, before it gets too late, uh, time wise. Not time tonight, but this is irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topical. Um, topical. Uh, the Army Navy game. The head coach of Na football a couple weeks ago, the Navy head coach, uh, son is battling a, a, a disease. He had like some, so I don't want to mis, misdiagnose him or what it had, but he had a disease that put him in the hospital for a long time. And he was in the hospital. The, uh, he was recovering from the surgery that he had the day that the game was happening. They did like a whole story on the, on the kid before. And then they cut to the coach while the team is warming up and the reporter, uh, looks at him and goes, I know your son is dying to be here. Come on. Yeah, and I'm like, you dumb, you dummy. Why would you say that? Yes, he is dying to be there. It was a heart transplant. The Do son you know, needed a new heart. And it was a very, like, that's what it was. I wrote it down. So who I was the reporter? 
I can't remember her name, but it was somebody on, on CBS Sports. She's on the list. I didn't write a name down, but I was just like, what? Don't say I know your son is dying to be here. And I, I, she probably felt so shitty after she said that, too, if she thought about it. All right. On my list. It's the place. It's the institution we all love. Edgar, you love this place. What is it? 7-Eleven. McDonald's. Not 7-Eleven. Mac fucking Donald's. Come on, you, you watch your turn. Everybody get up. Everybody get out the fucking room. Let me get my switchblade. Let me tell you why you on the list, McDonald's. You best wash your fucking mouth. When I go to McDonald's and I get myself my bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, hash oh, you brown, bacon. I don't care. I don't, I don't fuck, I don't fuck you with the, McDonald's I don't fuck with the coffee. I want some orange, orange juice. juice instead of coffee. Yeah, of course, every time. Juice. That's what I want. The meal with coffee, five eighty nine. Okay, let me get an orange juice instead. Upcharge. $2.10. And I walk out of that motherfucker paying $9. Motherfuckers, if y'all don't stop upcharging niggas for orange juice, almost $3? I can see like 60 Wait, hold on, hold on. Can you, say, can you say it again? You said that with the coffee, it's five eighty nine. Five eighty nine. Okay. And with the orange juice, I pay eight seventy eight. Oh, okay. That's three motherfucking dollars, dude. Oh, I was so pissed. I drank that orange juice with spite. And then I went back to that McDonald's the next day uh-huh. to get another bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Yeah. It's Burbank McDonald's. So McDonald's in white neighborhoods. Y'all need to start putting grape jelly in y'all inventory, man. Oh, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. It's a big, it's a big it's issue. It's a black thing, I think, man. When I go to Inglewood, they ask me, you want grape jelly? Yeah, they, they don't know. have it. They have the but strawberry the, jam. Yeah, the white neighborhood McDonald's, they don't send the grape. It's black people that live in Burbank, too, man. Put some motherfucking grape jelly in y'all inventory. Man, black people go to McDonald's? Man, McDonald's and McDonald's and white neighborhoods, you on the motherfucking list. You on the list, and I'm mad. Cool. I'm heated right Put now. Put an asterisk and say McDonald's and white neighborhoods. Hey, uh, McDonald's in white neighborhood. <laughs> McDonald's in the hood, y'all good, except y'all slow as hell. They are very slow. Y'all slow as hell. They also don't give enough ketchup. <laughs> don't, give me a, don't give me a large fry and don't give me and, enough and ketchup. And they charge you for extra sauce. It's See? like, ayo, give me that McDonald's, sauce. McDonald's, you just on the list in general, man. Y'all got too much Sometimes, damn money, But you're man. delicious, though. But you're so damn good. Uh, that's my list. Is that it? Is that all of our list? That's all of our list, man. Is that Jesus, all of the man. show? All right. That's all the show. Can I close this out? Close this out. I'm going to close this out. And, uh, How are you going to close this out? Edgar, what shows do you have this week? Um, I don't think I have any shows. At, oh, wait, no. I'm on Herald Friday. If you're in L.A., come check uh, out Leroy on Herald Friday at UCB Franklin. Just go to ucbtheater.com, click L.A. Franklin, click on the schedule, look at their Friday shows. You can go ahead and see when that is. Uh, Jacques, where are you going to be at this week? Uh, also at UCB, Herald Night, Monday, uh, which will be dropping Wednesday. Uh, so it'll be the next coming Monday, because I also have Herald Night on there. They're so. treating y'all real good this month. They're treating us They're trash. Treating us a lot of mon- we also are being treated trash. We, we're treated good right now. So, yeah, come catch me on Herald Night at UCB. I will be double billed with Edgar's team on Friday, this coming on oh, Friday, January dope. 12th, uh, at Herald Friday, 6.30 p.m. at UCB. Go check UCB. Theater.com and look us all up on the performer page if you see it. Or just go our... to our website and go to our live appearances. It's on there. Uh, let's go. Culture King Stop happening. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I want to be telling people where I'm at, but we'll it's the it same out. as your shit on UCB's website. I guess so. This <laughs> is no different. <laughs> well, that's where you can find us. Is it what's Call the Twitter? Call us wants them to work a second harder. Uh, <laughs> what's the Twitter at Culture Kings Pod? At Culture Kings Pod, everything. CultureKingsPod.com. Hit us up on Apple. Rate, review us, love us, like us, support your homies. 
Take us out, Carl. What do you want to head us out with? I'm going to take you out with this review that we've gotten before the show even premiered. <laughs> the moment I heard the promo, I immediately forward to the next podcast in my queue. Aside from being entirely uninteresting, calling a show Culture Kings and then essentially going on to say it is a show about black people is racist by nature. If a statement reworded to say Caucasian in place of any other race sounds racist, then the same is true in the original statement. Good day, sir. That was written by a person on the Facebook page. I won't say his name because he can go to hell. But straight <laughs> to motherfucker. He can go this, to nigga hell. This brings up an interesting point that I uh, ran into today. Edgar, you can leave if you want to. I know you have to go. Um, I'm chilling. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, Internet trolls. I don't know how bad your life is that you feel the need. Today I uh, tweeted. Today, we're recording this on a Sunday, and today was the playoff game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. Very boring game. Uh, defensive standoff the whole time. Neither quarterback could really do anything. The game was 3-3 three to three for a long time. Then Blake Bortles decided he wanted to start running, and they finally scored another touchdown. At the very last play of the game, after um, Tyrod Taylor got hurt real bad, which we'll talk about on the next show about how I'm, how I'm feeling about football in the upcoming years. But um, uh, they put in their uh, Heaterman or Niederman, whatever their backup quarterback name is. I don't know. Fact check it for me, Sophie. Uh, the backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Anyway, they put him in, and he throws an interception. He, the ball is batted by Jalen Ramsey, a very good cornerback, and he bats it up and then dives out and catches it, and that pretty much seals the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They won 10-3. to The ball was bobbled. He didn't have full control of it. Uh, it dropped. What's his name? Uh, Nathan Peterman. I said Niederman and Heaterman. Uh, Nathan Peterman. But, uh, the ball was, uh, the ball was bobbled. In the replay, you saw it hit the ground, but they still ruled it an interception. The game was over. It was five seconds left. All I tweeted was, Jalen Ramsey dropped that ball, but the way that the Buffalo Bills played the rest of the game, that point is irrelevant. Like, Jacksonville won the game fair and square. Like, it was over. This dude tweets back at me. He has no followers. He doesn't follow anybody. He tweeted back at me, you fucking dumbass. He caught the ball. It was He put his hand under the ball. You fuck, stop smoking crack, you fucking dumbass. And I go, what's the point in that? Like, <laughs> first of all, that means you must have been, like, just in the search bar of Twitter being like, oh, I'm going to. Google this Google this person's name and whoever says anything negative about him, I'm going to come back and and say something to them. What's the point in that? How bad is your life? And it brings me to a point, Internet Trolls, I know you're going to be out for this show because we represent something that you really don't like. In this room right now, three black men and two women. Like, four black men and, and two women. And we all living our best lives. And we doing it. We love our lives. We love ourselves. We love what we do. We love how we do it. We love working hard. We you, taking your women. Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's taking all of y'all bitches. <laughs> uh, we we are when like 
We're good. We're fine, dude. We're good. You don't have to respond to us. Also, just for people who aren't anonymous trolls, anonymous trolls is a different thing. You'll, you'll never change. You're going to be who you're going to be. Today, the dude that hit me up was anonymous troll. But also, I get a lot of people who I'll tweet stuff and Edgar will tweet stuff and Jackie has a terrible Twitter presence. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the people who aren't anonymous, who just feel so needy that their voices need to be heard, that they take something that I say, somebody who means nothing to their lives, I'm not your boss. I'm not your friend. I'm not anything to you. I, I host a podcast that literally means nothing. We just talk. Like, this is just three people talking to each other. And they will respond with, like, fuck you. You're dumb. That's a dumb opinion. You're stupid. You're a jackass. Like, I can't believe you said that. I remember I tweeted. It was something I tweeted about. Football fans really get upset about shit. Like, they go nuts. And basketball fans, I stop too. talking about sports it, on, uh, on Twitter unless I'm talking directly to someone. Yeah. Like, I don't, tr- you know, I don't tweet we're, But we're talking as friends. We're, we're, even if we fight about it, like, it's still, like, we know each other. It's yeah. not, so it's, it's, it's different. Like, when somebody random says something so shitty, it's like, bro, get your life. Like, what are you doing? So I'm just saying this for right now. For this show, we're going to be doing this for a while. Don't even... Don't tweet at us if you don't like it. Don't listen to it. We don't care. I, we really we don't, don't care. care. You're not giving us anything. Assholes you know what need I'm, not listen. You know what I'm waiting for? I can't believe how stuff works with support a show like this. Damn right, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. They, y'all going to get they that. They got black people now. Get ready, Anna. Hell, yeah, you get, get ready, it. Anna. Get My, ready, Sophie. Miles was black enough for the public, but Woo! me... I am quadruple black. I hear Cody yeah. laughing <laughs> through the soundproof glass. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how they have the time for it. And it's also just like, yeah, I agree with Carl 100%. Like, if you have anything to say, uh, at least try to say it intelligibly. But yeah. if you're going to waste our time with this, like, fuck y'all or all that shit, man, suck a dick because we don't have the fucking time for it. We don't like, have the time. We too busy out here time. making money, living dope-ass lives. Like, I'm, I'm very happy. Like I was decked out in gear right now, dude. I got a WrestleMania shirt on, man. <laughs> I that don't, means I went to WrestleMania. Yeah. Nothing you're gonna <laughs> say is nothing you can say is gonna hurt me. Like hurt me for real. LeBron and James, you, you stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nothing, nothing that any any of these people like they can, they're gonna say that we're gonna get it. We're, we're gonna, gonna get, get people. We're gonna but get a lot. also, you don't have to announce if you're gonna not listen to the podcast. Don't announce it. I don't care. I don't want you to listen. Because guess what? When you have your podcast and you shouting your opinions, I guarantee you, I will leave you the most respectful comments ever. Because you know what those comments will be? Nothing. Because I'm not going to listen to your bullshit. <laughs> uh, uh, I think the best response to a Twitter troll, or not uh, just a troll in general, is uh, Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris used to... Uh, Periscope. You guys remember Periscope? Yeah. He used to Periscope every night after a show, and uh, he was Periscoping one time, and it was when his show Why with Hannibal Burris was out. And this guy, show. this guy commented on it, uh, on his Periscope. He's just like, hey, yo, your show Why sucks. It sucks. You should have stuck to Broad City. And he said, nigga, I'll have five shows before you ever have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what's true about these. You could talk all your shit in the world. Make a podcast. I yeah. guarantee you, you'll never get as close to a podcast as we do. Damn. Uh, I think that's a good one to go out on. No. Man, I got a song to play for us. Play us out, Carl. <laughs> the song that I'm going to play is a jam. It's an old school blues jam. 
time because it's my birthday and it's one of my favorite party songs and it's exactly how I'm going to be living after I leave this place. It's the Down Home Southern Blues. I'm going to put y'all on new music every week. And this ain't new, but it's nice. It's your deep cut of it's the week. It's deep cut of the week. Come be, deep cut of the week. It's going to be happening a lot. The artist's name is Mel Waiters and this song is called Got My Whiskey. Got My Whiskey. Go ahead and play it, Cody. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a great time, motherfuckers. I'm Jackie's Neil. I'm Andrew Opposite. I'm Carl Tart, and I got my whiskey. Oh, Culture Kings. We'll be back. I worked hard all week, and it's time to take a break. Play me some love and cease or some love and game. Call me later, because I won't be at